Well, of all the topics to bring to See Here Love, this one is really personal. Maybe because I've entered a new decade and I'm now part of the 50s club, officially old as my kids tell me. And with that comes hormone changes and body changes and brain fog and weight gain and more wrinkles and navigating emotions that seem up and down and it's hard. And it's been hard for me, changing, my body changing, so many things changing. And it's been hard for those around me too, for my husband and kids and friends, also trying to figure out my changes. But there is hope, especially when I'm bringing my friends and a psychologist to talk about this with me, to listen and for us to learn together how to destigmatize our bodies and navigate through perimenopause and menopause well. And to remind ourselves that we are created in the image of God wholly and completely, and that's great news. And that's all coming up right here on See Here Love. From Crossroads Media, this is See Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks, season nine, episode number six. Well, this is going to be an interesting show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Are you ready? And I'm so glad. And I, I was honest when I said that in the beginning, like with friends and with my really good friend, Dr. Mary C. Lynn, who's a psychologist. But welcome back, co-host Nicole Langman, author, speaker, social worker, Sunite Lichmar, registered psychotherapist, Anu George Kanjana Thopal, CEO of International Justice Mission Canada. And like I said before, special guest today, woo, Dr. Hey, Mary yeah. C. Lynn. Podcaster and author and psychologist here to help us. So, very personal conversation. Yes. And I thought we'd bring it because there's a lot of people who've said to me that they haven't had conversations in safe spaces within their home or church or even within girlfriends to talk about perimenopause, menopause, bodies changing. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, you know what? It's time. Mm -hmm. Why don't we bring the conversation mm -hmm. to a healthy, God-honoring space to encourage women. So thank you for being here to, to sit with me and listen and talk to me about this. So let's start off with this. Maybe Dr. Mary, we can start. Uh, what is perimenopause and menopause? Because some people are like, is it just changing? Is it a midlife crisis? I know. What is it? I know people have this assumption that it's a disorder or something dysfunctional about our body mm -hmm. rather than that it's an actual natural stage that all women go through mm -hmm. if they live long enough. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, we spend 30% of our life in menopause. Wow. That's a lot. Oh. And so why aren't we talking about <laughs> exactly. it? Exactly. I think, like you said, because of the stigma of it. Mm -hmm. And even in the medical community, they don't get a lot of training on menopause. And so you can go to your doctor and say, oh, I'm getting brain fog. I've got these scratchy, itchy patches on my skin. Mm. I've got this weight gain happening mm -hmm. in my waist. What's going on? Oh, it's probably just stress. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you just need to go on a diet and it mm. gets dismissed. Right. Mm. So that's really hard because yeah. yeah. then you think it's all in my head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So minimizing. Yeah. And I think for me, like for the me, the symptoms, because I'm going through perimenopause, it's totally brain fog. Mm. It's yeah. fatigue. Mm. It's weight gain. It's like literally I feel like my body 
is almost like not my own. Like mm -hmm. skin is sagging, the hair elasticity is different. Yes. Like, everything is different. Yes. And it felt like it was overnight, but I've been in this for a couple years. Mm -hmm. So I think that's partly, you know, what it is. What was your experience, Nicole? Yeah, so I would have to say that I, being on the other side of things, I feel such a relief being over here, but it was probably about five years of just not feeling like at all myself mm -hmm. and that whole brain fog. Now I'm dealing with memory loss. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember, you know, what's You're going here at Seeker Love. Thank you. Okay. You're Melinda. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think I got that. But you know what? Now what I'm experiencing is leg pain. And I have had leg cramping for the last four years, and nobody, I've been put on anti-Parkinson's medication. I have been, um, you know, shrug shoulders at, I don't know, whatever, you know, lose weight, exercise more, do the things. But I didn't know, nobody told me, leg pain is actually part, for many women, part of menopause. Yeah. Oh. And so here I've been fighting this this mm -hmm. whole time, and nobody's told me. Mm -hmm. So that's probably been my biggest struggle now. Um, now that I'm kind of on the other side of things. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, how does that feel for you, Sunay and Anu, where you're just like 30% of your life is going to be in menopause? Are you ready? Like, we're here and you're like, we're coming in that direction. That's right. I mean, the train is coming. <laughs> the train is coming. You call it the train. You didn't have to call it the train. There are better ways to describe this. No, but, but I've not been there, but I can, I can. I can completely, not relate entirely, but also understand, because I'm coming from a different culture altogether, where mm. talking about a woman's body mm. is, 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 is a lot of shame attached yeah. to it. Mm. So going through, forget menopause, even going through puberty, periods is called theta, otherwise impure. Oh. So a woman is considered impure mm. during those three days in the month. And f so she's not able to talk about this. If, if, if she's on her periods and she cannot, nobody in the family, she's pushed to a corner. She can't eat from the same utensils that she's wow. serving the entire family. So there is a cultural mm -hmm. shift there, right? And I can't for the life of me imagine what it would be for a woman to talk about like. menopause mm -hmm. when she is mm -hmm. going through that. So there is this entire, and for me personally, going through pregnancy was hard. Like I dealt with postpartum depression and to be able to explain brain fog and other things. Why can't we celebrate a woman's body? Oh, like yes, we yeah. bring life mm -hmm. into this world. You know, we churn our blood and make it milk. And mm -hmm. there are so many things that this body does. It's a manufacturing unit yes. <laughs> with obviously some yeah. hormonal functions that our mind, body, everything yeah. is impacted by. So. I, I, I genuinely empathize with anyone who's not able to find that safe space to talk mm -hmm. about it mm -hmm. or get help and openly say, hey, this is what my body is mm -hmm. going through because yeah. I'm bringing life into this world. Yeah, you know, can, can, mm -hmm. can we be mm -hmm. a little yeah. bit more, uh, you know, can you show me some grace? Mm -hmm. yeah. And celebrate it. And yeah. celebrate, celebrate this it. body, the stretch marks, yeah. the everything included. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's history written on that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the history says that women were invisible Aww. and they were ignored, yes. right? Especially at a certain age. So I, I get upset. I got upset hearing that. It's like, I had no idea it, ta it takes up 30% of our life, mm -hmm. the span of our life. And I had no idea that the medical community is still so unaware of the impacts mm -hmm. that women experience. And mm -hmm. I think it speaks to a certain period of time where 
it was probably not safe or not okay for women to express the the, the situations and the, their experiences at that yeah. that stage. And just because it's cultural doesn't mean that it's okay. Like, mm -hmm. we need to change the narrative, right? right? We yeah. need to talk about this. So thank you, Melinda, for having this conversation. Mm -hmm. Thank you, and I think just bringing back to, anyway, you said like the shame part. Mm -hmm. Like, there was a part of me, I'll be honest, to bring this, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, what are people gonna think But I'm bringing forward like perimenopause and menopause and, and admitting openly that I'm struggling through perimenopause. Mm -hmm. Like I, I sometimes cannot remember words. Mm -hmm. And thank goodness <laughs> I have a husband where I'm like, can you get that out of the, <laughs> and he no, goes, that thing. <laughs> you mean the refrigerator? I'm like, yes, that's it. Unfinished but, sentence. Yeah, and sometimes it's yeah. funny because he'll be like, the couch, <laughs> the closet, the front door, like just to bug me and, and then, but I've had to have a um, honest conversation with him because yeah. it felt like I changed overnight and he did not know Mm. What to do with it? Right. Chris literally was just like, "What mm. is happening? What is going on? Mm. You know, you know, with you." And so that was part of why mm. brought this conversation mm -hmm. forward. Yeah. So and there is good. even when we're going through like having our period, there is a tendency of, "Oh, you're having your period. That's why you're mm -hmm. negative, mm -hmm. negative, whatever mm -hmm. it is." Mm -hmm. And so menopause is this whole season, mm -hmm. thirty years or thirty percent of our lives, with a lot of variety of symptoms. I mean it can take over your life. Mm -hmm. Now for me personally, I went into early perimenopause because I was doing the overfunctioning thing and I was trying to do too many things. And there is a strong link between stress mm -hmm. and the triggering of perimenopausal oh, simple okay. symptoms. Mm -hmm. So I know you've gone through some tough times as of last year, that mm -hmm. would have been like a storm on your body that would have triggered yeah. the perimenopausal symptoms. So when I started getting help for it, it was managing the stress. Mm -hmm as opposed to not. So um, I've been on this journey for a long time because I think it was my mid thirties when mm, I started. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But why do you think people don't want to talk about it? I mean, we're doing this and it feels so unique, but you know, when I started talking with, with some of my girlfriends, like Melinda, even as friends, we didn't even talk about it. Mm. It was really strange. I was like, mm. you're sweating. <laughs> and she's like, am I? I'm like, are you having a hot flash? And she goes, <laughs> I think I am, but I didn't know what it was. I'm like, I think you're having a hot flash. Are you going through the same things? And then mm -hmm. we sort of shared stories and realized mm -hmm. that we were going through perimenopause, mm -hmm. but she didn't quite know. Mm -hmm. And so I just wonder why we as women don't want to talk about it more. I mean, there's the shame part, but why are we not more open about sharing and talking about it with one another? Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's like a, a sense of it's a weakness to talk mm -hmm. about it. And you know we're strong women, and we're just going to get through. And uh, I'm just making it up, or it's too much, and I, I just got to mm -hmm. kind of keep it to myself. Um, but I think that a lot of it is just because it's not commonly talked about, so people aren't aware that that's what our bodies are going through. Like you just describe the symptoms. Who wants to talk about skin getting drier and hair falling mm -hmm. out and bodies getting thicker? I mean, mm -hmm. it's not a fun topic. Mm -hmm. Not to mention the emotional piece yes. of it. How it's you know had a nurse practitioner say to me a little while ago she gone to an in-service on menopause and she said here's a picture of a pu uh, puberty brain and here's a picture of a menopause brain and they're they're a mess both of them <laughs> in terms of like their um, the the hormonal fluctuations that kind of yeah. thing she says but we talk about puberty mm. we don't talk about menopause but the emotional impact of menopause and how we show up in our day-to-day -day, the fluctuations of emotions and and um, it just feels like a prolonged PMS yeah it, it does for many people and people yeah. actually um, will get diagnosed with anxiety disorders depression they'll have some what they feel feel are severe mental health crises when it's a lot 
lot to do with their hormones. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly yeah. what, so again, it's generally speaking, but when do you usually get perimenopause, menopause, and like what is actually happening? Like I know there's the symptoms, what is actually happening within my body? Unfortunately, you're getting older. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the hormones are changing. The amount of hormones that your body's producing begins to change because your brain is cueing it that you no longer need to be producing kids. Mm -hmm. oh. So things start to settle down mm -hmm. and you know, producing kids requires uh, uh, flexibility of multitasking, the ability to chase after our kids physically, uh, to endure, to be able to sleep when we need to, all the things that we no longer need mm -hmm. according to mm -hmm biological needs. Mm -hmm. um, but we're not warned about that. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom certainly didn't talk about it. No. I don't know if any of your moms did. No. And so we don't know what to expect. And so when it hits, and everyone's gonna have very different experiences of it. Mm -hmm. We don't realize that what we're going through is this very natural physical and hormonal change that happens as women begin to age. Mm -hmm. And so the emotions that come with that for a lot of people is that I'm getting old. Mm -hmm. I'm no longer able to, if I, even if I wanted to have kids, there's like loss. Mm -hmm. So I think there has to be some grieving as you process through that before you can kind of even reframe it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I wonder too that we're just having this conversation, which is really unique, like in, in a Christian conversation around the table. And we're talking about what has kept us, the stigma, the shame. Mm -hmm. But imagine for the people who are around us, mm -hmm. you know, Nicole, you would mentioned this before the show about you know, husbands and partners who are just like, what just happened to you? Mm -hmm. And and we we have a lot of actually men watch See Here Love because they want to understand women better. Right. And they're like, I've heard it where men have said, we don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. She's not who she was. Yeah. So how do we yes. encourage like those around? Change. Well, even change, even yeah. in in a meeting earlier too, uh, we had um, a gentleman say like, I have to communicate how mom is being to our kids. Oh. And so. How do I do that? Mm. So what thoughts would you would mm. you say in that regard? Because you have us, you know, I think this is a start of having an honest conversation mm -hmm. about it. But then how do we have healthy conversations with those that are impacted by mm. all these emotions and changes? What would you say? Nicole, what would you say? Uh, I think it's an important conversation and it's gonna take a lot of courage mm -hmm. and humility also mm -hmm. and the noticing because there's no question about it. I know when I'm not feeling like myself. I, I know that, uh, but I don't necessarily want to talk about it. Uh, so it's, it's, it takes a lot of courage to have these uncomfortable conversations. And so the people around us who are on kind of the receiving end of the change that we're going through, uh, it takes courage on their part as well too. Is, and so I think the question can become, how can, how can I step up into this with you? How can I be a support to you through this? I'm not exactly sure what's going on. For the men, I'm not ever gonna live through this, but I certainly want to be a partner to you. How can I help you? And that, then that rests on us to, in as much as sometimes say, I don't even know what I need, but thank you for the honesty, but also to not necessarily be putting it on everybody else in our lives as right. well, right? We get, to, oh, we get the ownership piece too, is that there's something happening that we can that we need to kind of address for ourselves too. Mm -hmm. So now, what would you say, because you've got kids, young kids, and if you, as you approach that stage, mm -hmm. how do you think you would approach it with your children if, if, the, if it's a change, an emotional change? How would you think you would communicate, mm -hmm. speak to them about it? 
I have I, I have no idea. I think that's I think that's really challenging for me. I think what's challenging overall is that a lot of um, a mother's value is really in what she does. Mm. You know, she's doing things in the home. She's mm. on top of everything. She's multitasking. Yes. She's she's like the home Super manager. Yeah. And so when she can't show up in that way, the question is, is she still valuable? Mm. And I wonder if if women struggle with that because I could see myself struggling with that. It's like if I can't perform in the same way that I was always able to for my family, where do I fit in here? Mm -hmm. Where do I belong? And I think that would make it difficult to have a conversation because having a conversation with your kids is almost like admitting that you're a failure or admitting mm -hmm. that you can't do that thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it'll take a lot of like emotional intelligence and I think support from, from my own community in order for me to have that difficult conversation with mm -hmm. my family. Good. That emotional yeah. intelligence piece, I think, is yeah. that good insight into yourself. Yeah, it's good. And Anu, how will you, like, I'm just fascinated because you're just saying, like, culturally, this is like you're having a talk on perimenopause and menopause. Like, <laughs> what? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Trailblazing. <laughs> 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 but for you, I mean, if with with your girls and like, yeah. how how are you going to change from what you know culturally is sort of the norm of not to yeah. actually we're going to have a healthy conversation about yeah. this? Excellent question, Belinda. Because I fortunately have been mulling over this ever since I embarked on parenthood. The first thing that I've been focusing on is to be absolutely honest with my daughters, mm. uh, because my daughters have made it a point, especially the younger twin. She goes around telling my mother is, you know, better than Wonder Woman, you know, <laughs> because my mama makes the best food, she makes the best everything, she saves people, whatever yeah. she understands about. And I've made it a point, every night I tell them stories before going to bed, I make it a point to tell them stories mm. about what strength and power actually means and there'd be some nights I would tell hey listen mama's feeling weak and they say no you're 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 a superwoman you can't be weak it's like let me explain mm -hmm. and then take them through that and the same thing I talk about my body I said hey listen I'm able to run with you now but when I ask you to stop you've got to stop because there's only so much I can do and this is my limit mm -hmm. and our bodies go through that our minds go through that do not define your beauty or your sensibilities along the expectation that other people say. And my in-laws laugh at me saying, why are you having such a, like an adult conversation with your children? Mm -hmm. It works because I have my daughters telling me, mama, are you tired today? Don't worry, let me tell you the story before going to bed. Mm -hmm. Mama, That's is good. your body feeling, is yeah. it, is it, so sometimes I say it's this week, this week mama's body's feeling weak. It's okay mama, let me help you. Mm -hmm. So I'm sharing my vulnerability with them mm -hmm. and inviting them to that space of, hey, mm -hmm. our prime is what you are today and now. That's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. I have a question though, because yeah. when, when I think of menopause, I almost picture myself like running and menopause like trying to catch up. Mm -hmm. And one day it'll just be inevitable and it'll catch you me. And so, like, I wonder what women can do that are in the perimetopause stage yeah. or almost getting there. What can we do to kind of accept, right, and embrace the inevitable changes 
that are going to happen to our body. Hi, I'm Addison Espilla, one of the content producers here at See Here Love. I just wanted to take a moment to invite you to join our community called the See Here Lovelies. Here's how. Number one, sign up to our weekly newsletter. Every week, you'll get a personal note from Melinda with links to our shows, blogs, and resources, as well as inspirational content and a short devotional. You'll also be the first to know about upcoming events and giveaways. QR code is in the show description or sign up through our website at seeherelove.com and look for the newsletter icon. Number two, join us in studio and be part of our studio audience. Take a behind-the-scenes tour in our master control room, editing suites, and studio. You'll meet Melinda and the See Here Love co-hosts and guests. Email us at seeherelove at crossroads.ca for more info. And finally, number three, become a monthly partner. $25 or $50 a month will help us share our brave themes and conversations on television here on podcasts, YouTube, video streaming, and on our social media platforms. We can't do See Here Love without donations and sponsorships, so please go to www.seeherelove.com slash donate and give your one-time or monthly donation today. Become a See Here Lovely and join our See Here Love community of belonging, vulnerable, and brave conversations. We are here for you. Oh, I'm looking at Dr. Mary. Question. I'm like, go for it, Dr. Mary. Yeah, I mean, it's all about the reframing of it. Mm. Uh, and that's what I've had to wrestle through because I am done menopause. Well, not done because you're in menopause. Mm. Uh, it's just how do I reframe it instead of seeing it as a bad thing? Like I've processed through the changes and the grieving mm -hmm. and um, accepting that there's just certain things about my body that's never going to come back. Mm. But then what is the gift of now? Our scripture verse right now, um, the good word, am I, can I say it now? Sure, go okay. for it. I mean, it's appropriate time. Yes, to go for it. um, it's Psalm uh, 90, 12, verse 12. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So if I can reframe it as instead of getting old and not of help or use or able to be the superwoman, but as a wise woman, mm. then that's a very different perspective. Mm. And so I've been trying to think about the different ways that it can be seen as a gift mm. because uh, I would say looking back, I don't actually want to go back to where I was before mm. because of all that I've gained since um, becoming older. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's actually good because as you're thinking about that, and that's, you're speaking to me because I think as I've aged and you know we've done a show on ageism and aging mm. well, um, in some seasons before mm. and how I had to really reframe about aging. Mm. And I think that I've come to, now that I'm part of the 50s club and halfway there, every day is a gift. Mm -hmm. Like I'm alive and I'm here. Mm -hmm. Like it is a gift to be mm -hmm. here. And how I navigate and, and, and it's very practical things. It's like, you know, I've had to be like, how's my sleep? How's my eating? How's my mm -hmm. exercise? How are my boundaries? Mm -hmm. How am I, you know, choosing self-care to make sure that even though I'm having a hot flash in the middle of like church and I'm like dying or <laughs> I'm just feeling like just discombobulated, sometimes it's a pause. I've had to be like, pause, take a breath, take a moment. Am I here? Am I good? Okay. It's like a check-in with me. Yeah. Um, so I've had to do that, but it wasn't easy because I was kind of resisting it at first. I didn't like it. It was weird. I was resisting something that... Is inevitable. Is, is inevitable and happening and it was <laughs> yes. weird yeah. and then I was like okay I have to embrace it but how do I embrace it well okay I'll take it mm -hmm. but within it I'll do the pause and accept and 
think of life as a gift. Mm. It's not easy. Yes. I hate. I honestly hate it. Like this, it's been hard. Mm. But when you manage it and you're aware of it and you have the honest conversations and you know Chris knows and friends know, it's a lot easier. It's well, a lot easier. It's actually like a really critical stage of our development. Um, Erickson's stages of life. We're at the stage of generativity versus stagnation. So stagnation would be, oh, my body, I've got to just still fight for it to keep it the way it was, and I've got to resist it, focused all on that, versus generativity, which is how can I grow from this, and how can I give back? And so I see um, a lot of gifts as I've been reflecting on that. And having lived longer now, the gift of know, being known and knowing, mm -hmm. I've been married, I don't know how many years now, 36 years, mm -hmm. longer. My, my friendships have also been longer. So there's just this ability to be more vulnerable yeah. and just show up and feel known. So just yeah. that gift is so important. But you've mentioned already here before, the gift of self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what it is. Yeah. One of the things too, like I loved your verse, Dr. Mary, mm -hmm. teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Mm -hmm. But I want to just kind of go around just quickly before we go to the question and, and I can't believe end the show. But I think it's about valuing how God sees us. I think mm -hmm. we need to be reminded that in the midst of perimenopause mm -hmm. and menopause, the thing for me that helped him was being reminded of who I am. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can just go around and what's your truth about that? Where do you sit in belief of who you are in Christ? And that might, I think, really encourage someone today, a woman to say, oh... Maybe I should stop thinking what I'm not mm. and actually who I am. Mm -hmm. So, Anna, why don't we start with you and we'll kind of go around. What would yeah. be the truth of, of that? I, I think I bring it back to a verse that I shared several episodes ago. I'm his masterpiece. Mm -hmm. He has designed me this way to perfection. Mm -hmm. And having the ability to normalize, you know, that journey of being his daughter and going towards him. You know, so it's not the end of life, but the beginning of something fantastic that I should look forward to. Mm -hmm. That's how I... His masterpiece. His masterpiece. Love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I don't have it in one simple word, but I feel like I've been placed here to love others. Mm -hmm. And I think with menopause has come a reflection, but also a more intentionality about who I invest in, how I use my time and my energy, just having more space in my life to pay attention to when the Holy Spirit says, talk to that person, mm -hmm. encourage that person, hug that person. So just being more fully present and intentional, I think that that's how I feel like God has been asking me to be for this stage of my life. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I think for me it's really about where I place my value. You know, do I place my value in what I can do? Do I place my value in my accomplishments and how people see me? Or do I place my value in how God sees me? You know, he says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And I think when, when he said that, he means like he was in awe when he created us. Like, it's like, oh, wow, like, yeah. look at tonight. Like, I, I took my time with her. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I'll affirm you right now. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and I think sometimes we forget that, right? We, we want to tie our, our value to what we see in the tangible. And I, and I don't think there's, I, I think God's, the way he sees us is so much bigger than we can ever imagine. And so resting in that, I think, is important. That's awesome. So value, being intentional, his masterpiece. Yeah, I just want to echo that as well. It's almost like instrument over ornament. Mm -hmm. And um, how am I God's instrument? And I think in our society right now, we are so cultured to be an ornament. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, I just think that there's like a there's a reckoning that happens. There's almost like a rite of passage or a homecoming that happens where we can be like, you know, instrument. I'm God's instrument, and how does that how does that look now? Mm. Yeah. Instrument. That is so good. And the question for this week that we always say for you and for our viewers and listeners. How can you reframe perimenopause or menopause as a gift? Hmm. Be as specific as possible with how these changes you're going through can actually be a gift to you. So that's our homework. Yeah. That's something yeah. to think about too with your, with your girls and also to you, our viewers and listeners. So thank you. That was amazing. I just feel really encouraged about mm-hmm. my value, who I am. I'm a masterpiece. We're going to go through it. So get our community. Have these conversations more. Bring your girlfriends Enjoy your time and talk about it. And I think too, I mean, for our mothers and our grandmothers who didn't feel they could speak, what a gift for us to be brave in this generation to be honest to speak about these things for the next generation. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. So Dr. Mary, thank you so much for joining us. Always great wisdom. Always great wisdom. Nicole, Sunite, Anu, thank you again for being brave in this conversation. And to you, our viewer, I hope that this conversation encouraged you. And as you struggle, know that you're not alone. This is a place of belonging and acceptance. We're here to support and love you through perimenopause and menopause. If you want to know more about the show, seeherelove.com. And as we leave, we're going to hear from our good friend, Dr. Beth Green, our prayer for you on, on how to navigate well perimenopause and menopause. And always know that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved. By God. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye bye. This is our prayer for you. Creator God, we worship you and we stand in awe, not quite believing, can it really be true that we are made in your image? Our bodies image you. You declared them good not because they look a certain way or weigh a certain amount, but simply because you made them and we are yours. Jesus, you know what it is to be fully human in its glory and in its woundedness. The Bible tells us that you care about the bodies of women, their lives and experiences. You fully include us, teach us, lovingly correct us, offer us forgiveness and remind us to seek you, the water of life that quenches our thirst. You healed our sister who came to you, ostracized, exhausted and wrung out with constant bleeding. She simply touched you in the crowd. She had faith that your power could make her whole and restore her to fullness of life. When our bodies change and age, that's real, confusing, painful, sometimes life-threatening. Creator God, you hold the rhythms of life and seasons of change in your hands. You are faithful. Send your spirit to whisper the comfort that is needed. Speak the confidence we crave and keep us in love with Jesus so that we may in turn love all that you have made. Amen. The Bible can feel overwhelming, confusing, or hard to believe. Scripture Untangled, a new podcast by the Canadian Bible Society, brings you interviews with culture leaders, leaders in ministry, and Bible thinkers to help you be inspired to dive into the Bible and understand it. 
Listen for free and subscribe to Scripture Untangled on your preferred podcast app. Visit scriptureuntangled.ca for more information. Thank you for listening to See, Hear, Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks. We are able to do See, Hear, Love because of these generous sponsors, Tyndale University. Melinda and I are both Tyndale alumni. Tyndale is where you will experience high-quality academics interwoven with faith and a community of students and faculty that challenges you to live authentically, to follow Christ, and actively engage your culture. Visit www.tyndale.ca. The Canadian Bible Society champions the Bible as the voice of God, revealing Jesus Christ, the living word. Go to www.biblesociety.ca. And finally, the International Justice Mission Canada rallies Canadians to the fight to end slavery and violence in our lifetime and prove that justice for the poor is unstoppable. Go to ijm.ca today. Please check out these amazing organizations who are doing life-transforming work and who we are proud to be partnered with.